ignition sequence start. Three, two, one. Lock and load. It's time for the gun rack with your hosts, Joey and Drew. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the gun rack Sonoran Desert Institute School of Firearms Technology's official podcast. I'm Drew Poplin with you here today. Sorry that we missed last week. Uh, busy, busy, busy times are happening right now in the gun industry and at SDI. Mentioned a couple times already on the podcast, but I'm getting ready to head out for the NRA's Great American Outdoor Show in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. So I'm actually recording this on a Tuesday, which is a bit different for us. Uh, And speaking of shows, speaking of trade shows, as you can tell from the title, we are talking about SHOT Show 2024 today. It should be very exciting. Just going to kind of go over some of the products that were announced and, you know, just some of the things that caught my eye. But before we get into that, let's first talk about Sonoran Desert Institute. Sonoran Desert Institute, aka SDI, is an online school, and we help students learn the skills and techniques that they'll need to be successful in the firearms and unmanned technology industries. SDI is accredited. We are accredited by the Distance Education Accrediting Commission, the DEAC. Currently, we offer three programs in firearms technology. We're a firearms podcast after all, so we're going to talk about our firearms programs. We have the Associate of Science in Firearms Technology, the Certificate in Firearms Technology Gunsmithing, and finally, our new offering, the Certificate in Firearms Technology Handgun Specialists. Those are our three firearms-specific program so for more info about any of those if you're interested please head to our website it's www.sdi.edu find out all the information you want to there now yeah let's just go ahead and get into it you know obviously we're not going to be able to get to everything uh, that was that shot show it's a massive show i was talking to one of my co-workers on the marketing team who was working the event and he's like you know people they they lied to me they said it was big freaking huge um it was taking place at the venetian expo this year uh it's quite a big venue in vegas honestly most of those venues in vegas are quite large so um hopefully for him he's able to get reimbursed on some shoes because he probably wore those bad boys out yeah let's just go get right into it uh first thing i want to talk about is there seems to be a rise in companies investing in lever action rifles now, I love a good lever action. They're just so classy, very iconic. I don't know if I'll ever be able to afford one. But for someone like me who, you know, sort of mourns the fact that he might not be able to afford a nice lever action firearm, this does provide some hope with more companies starting to build these and, you know, kind of investing in this trend that, you know, I'd call it a trend. I'm seeing a rise in it. Hopefully that means maybe we're going to get some options that are, I don't know, a little bit more financially viable for the common person. Like I'd love to see a company like uh, Palmetto State invest in creating a lever action rifle. I think that'd be so cool. But as I said, there seems to be a rise in the number of new ones coming out this year. And of course, we have some new ones from you know some of the expected sources. Henry repeating arms, which I got to talk to one of their marketing reps 
at Great American last year, really cool guys, they unveiled their Lever Action Supreme rifle. Um, MSRP right now is looking about $1,400. Going to be chambered for 223 and 300 blackout calibers. The barrels are threaded, and um, they're going to be able to actually take Magpul PMAGs, which is pretty cool. I'm not sure how I like the look of it right now, but I think it's cool like having that capability. Oh, and um, it also has a fully adjustable trigger. Again, that's coming around $1,400 MSRP. We're going to be near the Henry Repeating Arms booth at Great American, so I have to hop over and check that out uh, for myself. But So Henry's in on it. Marlin, of course, they actually have two new ones coming. They have the Marlin Dark 1895 and the Model 94 and 357. And then, of course, he has uh, Winchester. They released uh, Ranger 22 LR. But we also have a couple new companies coming in or, you know, new players to the lever action scene. Aero Precision and Stag. They both unveiled lever action prototypes. So, you know, obviously we don't have a lot of information right now, given that it's at the prototype stage. But Smith & Wesson, Smith & Wesson is coming out with a lever action firearm. It's going to be chambered in 44 Magnum. It's called the um, Model 1854. It's going to be 9 plus 1 capacity, 19.25 inch barrel, and overall length of 36 inches. Weighs just under 7 pounds. Uh, basically, the name of uh, the you know model eighteen fifty four is basically an homage to the February eighteen fifty four U S patent uh, that was number ten thousand five hundred and thirty five. Basically, it was secured by Smith and Wesson back in the day for a magazine firearm, which cycled up, which used a lever action to cycle. That's pretty cool. That's something to keep an eye out for. I think in the future. They just as we keep advancing and growing, maybe there's going to be more companies jumping in on this. Uh, I hope so. I think that'd be fantastic, but just something to keep your eye out for. Next up, Joey mentioned the Colt Python, I think in our Snub Nose Revolver episode. He said he was a big fan of that. Uh, so I wanted to give a shout out to the newest Colt Python in their lineup. Uh, it's going to be available in 4.24 inch and 6 inch barrel lengths. It's in 357. Basically, they're releasing this, but now uh, the metal is going to be, they have a blued metal variety. So that's pretty cool. Definitely check that out if you're a fan of uh, revolvers. Again, I'd love to get Joey's thoughts on this, but I'll have to ask him about it later. Uh, one of the big announcements that I saw was Daniel Defense entering the handgun arena this year with the H9. If you remember, they acquired the H9 from Hudson, and they've kept the basics of the Hudson H9 handgun. They kept the basics, but they've made some improvements, um, or at least you know that's what they claim. So let's just go over some of the specs of that. As the name suggests, this is chambered in 9mm. It's a striker-fired handgun with a 15-round mag capacity, has a barrel length of 4.28 inches, a weight of 26.9 ounces, and that's with an unloaded magazine. It has fixed sights the front ones are fiber optic and on the back they have blackout u notch sights it's gonna have the msrp roughly about 1300 
And so what are the selling points for this, other than that it's a Daniel Defense product? Well, one of the things is they're selling it on is its ergonomics. Essentially, you're going to have the ergonomics of a 1911, but with the recoil of a Glock. Another thing is they're hyping up the low bore access on this bad boy. Um, this is an excerpt from Lynx Defense, so I'm just going to read that. Quote, a low bore axis in firearms refers to the position of the barrel in relation to the grip and the shooter's hand. In this design, the barrel sits closer to the hand. This has several implications. One, there's a reduced muzzle rise. When the barrel is closer to the line of the shooter's hand and arm, it results in less muzzle rise or flip during firing. This is because the recoil force is directed more straight back into the shooter's hand and arm rather than in an upward motion. Two, improved recoil control. A lower bore axis can help the shooter control recoil better, making it easier to keep the sights on target for follow-up shots. Three, faster follow-up shots. Since the muzzle rise is minimized, the shooter can realign the sights on target more quickly, allowing for subsequent, a faster subsequent shots. Um, and then comfort and handling. Some shooters find firearms with a low bore axis more comfortable to handle and shoot, especially those with smaller hands. Again, price is a little steep for me to ever really consider this in the near future, but Definitely a cool announcement. It's cool seeing them get into the handgun space. Let's talk about something I'd have an easier time um, buying. And that's uh, some Palmetto State Armory products. And they continue to tease us. First one I talk about is the PSA X57. This is essentially a clone of the MP7. This one... It, you know, we talked about way back when I first started, uh, we went to the gathering and I got a chance to shoot the Rock 5.7 and I was really impressed. I really liked it. The X 5.7 basically has the guts of the Rock 5.7. If I'm not mistaken, this is basically a concept gun still at this stage. Truthfully, it's kind of ugly. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that's one of those things that I expect that down the road, they're able to clean up the design, make it look a little bit sharper. So, you know, that's one thing to keep your eye out for. Another concept they had was the 308, was the 308 Jackal concept. Basically, this is PSA's attempt at making a scar. Um, and this one looks really cool. This one does look really cool. Everything I've seen online, people, you know, because PSA does the thing where they, they want to give a voice to their consumers so they usually ask people to vote on which ones they want to see. I've seen a lot of people that are excited about the 308 Jackal. And so um, I have a feeling that that one's going to be coming down the line. And keep in mind, they do have the Jackal already. They have it at 5.56, 300 Blackout. But right now, this is kind of new with the, uh, with the 308. So yeah, just uh, something to keep your eyes out for. Let's see if they bring it. And the last one I want to talk about is their Saber Dagger. Of course, we know about the PSA Dagger. Uh, it's basically their Glock clone. And th this is essentially the elite iteration of the PSA Dagger. Got flat face trigger, slide, lightning cuts, laser stipple. They're expecting it to come out in Q2. So that's going to be uh, right around the corner here soon. It's going to be priced more like an elite handgun at least for um, what what PSA typically prices their stuff at. But looks pretty sick, not going to lie, not going to lie. So PSA, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, you know, I was complaining about 
some of my frustrations with Glock the last two episodes. This is one thing I appreciate about PSA is they keep trying new stuff. So props to you guys. I can't wait to see which of these concepts come to light, which ones happen, and then you know what's next in the future. Moving on, we've talked about the Springfield Helion, uh, the bullpup now a couple times on the podcast. Uh, basically, they announced that they're going to re- be releasing the Springfield Helion with some new colors. They got the Desert FDE, so sort of a deserty brown sandish look. They have a gray and they have an OD green, which I will say this is actually a green. It is green. I'll leave it to you guys to decide whether or not you feel like it is actually OD green. But I got a couple more I want to go over real quick. Uh, the B&T KH9 Covert. This is a Swiss company. I don't know if you're familiar with the KH9. But basically, the KH9 Covert is a foldable version of the KH9. Uh, so you're able to fold up the magwell. Still has a mag capacity of 25. It's the normal KH9, I think, has 30. So you're losing a little bit of capacity, but not terrible amount. Uh, you're able to fold up the magwell of a pistol grip, and of course, it has a collapsible stock. So that's pretty cool. Again, this is going to be one of the more pricey ones. So if if you're able to afford it, you know that's what you're into. Absolutely, go for it. No judgment here. In fact. Happy for you. I think that's awesome. Oh, another thing I s- happen to see is we're seeing some classics make a comeback. Ruger has been sort of at the spearhead of two of these. They are releasing a 75th anniversary version of the Ruger Mark IV pistol. I love the Mark IV just look and design, so that's exciting. They are also releasing the Ruger Mini 14 Tactical. If you don't know what the if you don't know what I'm talking about, go watch I think it started in like season 2 with the original A team. Just look up a picture, you'll recognize it. I think it's awesome. I think it's badass. So good on Ruger for that. And then I saw that Diamondback they are releasing the DB9R TG9 and this thing it, it it's a Tommy gun. I, I love me a Tommy gun, but they, uh, they're releasing it. I think that's really cool. I just happened to see it and I wanted to throw it into this list. Um, shotgun news, quite rare for our podcast, but Mossberg, if you're a fan of Mossberg, they're building up a lot of their lines that they've already established, just adding some new models. And then the last thing I wanted to go over, and I'm actually just going to read the article on this, but this is news out of i want to say the philippines no uh indonesia i'm so sorry but pt pindad uh or percero they are having some of their firearms come to the u.s and this is from guns.com by the way Uh, it's an article by chris edgar or edger license made fnc bm 59 and PM12 headed to US from Pindad of Indonesia. Probably the coolest story coming out of SHOT Show involves one of the largest state-owned firearms plants in the world spooling up to spend pallets of iconic guns to anxious consumers in the US. PT Pindad or Persero dates to 1808 and since 1950 has been the primary domestic arsenal for the Indonesian military. 
Back in the mid-1960s, with the Pacific Rim country's shift to embrace the West, Pindad began to acquire a series of licenses to make firearms locally in Java. These include two from Beretta to manufacture the PM-12 9mm submachine gun, the BM-59 battle rat rifle, and 7.62 NATO. In 1984, Pindad secured the same sort of technical package and license to produce the FN-FNC-556 rifle. Of course, Indonesia was the first country to adopt the FNC even before Sweden and Belgium. I didn't know that. Now, commercial variants are headed to American shores. Guns.com contacted Pindad along with their U.S. partners, Nevada-based Terratech USA, at the SHOT Show last weekend to get the details. Terratech of Type 08 FFL has signed a MOU with Pindad for joint marketing, manufacturing, and assembly of Pindad's, uh, Pindad's products in the USA. And this is a quote from James Ferguson, General Manager of Terratech USA. We hope to leverage Pindad's long history and expertise in this industry to create jobs and diversify the economic footprint in the Las Vegas Valley. What Pindad brings to the table extends beyond the defense industry as their portfolio spans across heavy machinery, manufacturing, electronics, and a plethora of commercial applications. West Coast Armory in Bellevue, Washington is set up to build out the imported guns for 922 compliance. You may remember them as the folks who brought a small number of Swiss SIG SG-550s and 551s to the market a few years back. Meanwhile, ZSGA USA of Bothell has contracted with Pindad to import firearms and ammunition totaling over $20.1 million. Pindad reps told us that the production of the SS-1C could be sustained at 200 to 300 guns per month for export, and the folding stock will be sold separately as all NFA rules apply. Company officials told Guns.com that the prospect of a Swedish AK-5 clone with green furniture is in the works. The company also makes primers, which Terratech will be bringing in, as well as 9mm, 5.56, 7.62 NATO, and 50 cal BMG ammunition. Further, Pindad catalogs the semi-auto 12-gauge SG-1, two precision rifles, the SPR-4 and 338LM, and SPR-2 and 50 cal BMG, and the SS Amphibious, the latter able to fire either a standard 5.56 NATO cartridge on land or special cartridge while underwater. On the green side of things, they have FN's most popular modern machine guns, the FN Mag Mini-Me and M2 under licensed production as well. They even made licensed variants at the Browning High Point. Uh, that's the Pindad P1 slash P2 for decades. So who knows, maybe this could come back up at some point. The 300,000-man Indonesian army has relied on Pindad-made firearms for generations, as the rest of the country's military and police forces. Indonesia has been a vital U.S. ally, with the Carnegie Endowment noting last year that the United States is already Indonesia's largest security partner. Each year, the two countries hold more than 220 defense activities, ranging from smaller expert exchanges to large-scale multilateral military exercises, such as Super Guarda Shield annual exercise involving 19 nations. You better believe we'll be bringing you more information on this story as it becomes available. So I thought that was pretty cool. I wanted to highlight a story that maybe, I don't know, I haven't heard a lot of other publications talking about it. So props to uh, 
Kevinscott.com and Chris for talking about that. And that is it for all the products I want to highlight. Again, kind of get to all of them. There is a lot, but it is exciting. I feel like it struck a balance between what it used to be and then what it was last year where it felt like we we're really just kind of trying to scrap together whatever we could. So what do you guys think? For you, you guys that have been keeping up a SHOT Show or for you guys that kept up a SHOT Show this year, uh, tell us what product, whether I covered it or not, uh, what product are you most excited about that was announced at SHOT Show this year? Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts. For me, that's it. Wish me luck as I go to Pennsylvania. Luckily, it doesn't seem like I'm going to get snowed in. So that'll be nice. The precipitation, it felt like it was raining all the time. It was cold. Uh, looks like it's going to be a little drier this year. So that'll be nice. But um, yeah, wish me luck. And when I come back, I should be able to talk a little bit about my experience there going back to Great American Outdoor Show. Now from us at the Gun Rack, have fun. Stay safe, and we will see you at the range. Sonoran Desert Institute is an online school accredited by the DEAC. It is headquartered at 1555 West University Drive in Tempe, Arizona. For more information about how you can craft your firearms future, visit sdi.edu.